0: onyxvale
1: saints and sinners hello and welcome to des moines and dragons onyxvale saints and sinners a blades in the dark podcast i'm your host tim williams and uh this is my first time gming longtime listener and i am gathered around with a group of very fun people and i'll start with the one on my left metaphorically uh chris could you please introduce yourself
0: you know what's funny about claiming the one on the left, like you're down the hallway to the right. So it's not necessarily metaphorically in this particular instance. Um,
1: Ironically, it's literally.
0: <laughs> it is literally. Um, hey there, it's, uh, it's Chris. Um, you might recognize me from Tidefall as the character Salt. Um, so this will be interesting, you know, having just finished Tidefall after a campaign that actually lasted from 19 to 22
1: uh and uh switching up systems and see where it goes all right fantastic and chris well so let's get this cat out of the bag we know each other because we're related (laughs) (laughs) blood relation uh and so yeah we've known each other for a while i don't
0: know like 30 years or something like
1: that (laughs) i mean
0: give or take a few but you
1: know and and so uh what are some art things that you're doing currently
0: Oh, I just finished, uh, well, you know, early part of the year, uh, directing my first musical, Next to Normal. Um, That was a monster, but that's done. Uh, And then I just finished sound designing for the musical Heathers with Des Moines Young Artist Theater. And now I am taking a very well-deserved overdue break uh, from all of that. For now, just trying to figure out something new to do.
1: All right, awesome. Uh, it, and that's great to hear, and we'll come back to you. So and the next person I'm introducing is Andre. Andre, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Andre. Um, I, am, I have unfortunately not listened to Des Moines and Dragons yet. I'm told I should start with uh, Tidefall, so... Yep. Yeah, so I'm going to do that one. Um, <laughs> Onyx,
1: Fail Saints, and Sinners, brought to you by Tidefall.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, this is my first time being a player. I used to run a D&D campaign for a sh- very brief time, so it's my first time being a player in any game, so very excited.
1: Nice, nice. And uh, I know that you just finished up some artistic work. Uh, tell us a little bit about that.
2: <laughs> I did. Um, I just finished uh, my show, or a show that I was stage managing for, um... Uh, the Minnesota Fringe Festival called Orsgong. What you follow follows you, uh, which is about uh, the Scandinavian tradition of a year walk and seeing visions of what's to come and stuff like that. It was creepy. It was weird, and it was it was a lot of fun.
1: Oh yeah, no winding sheet outfit does a lot of great work. I uh, Andrea, you remember like a couple years back, I. Uh, I was in the other show, and we did, like, a remount around November. Yeah. Yeah, because the funny part about that show is there was a snowstorm during one of the things, and we only got two people in the audience. So. <laughs> oh, they got was a, a big, very
0: intimate,
1: very, very special yeah, show. Because <laughs> it, was, it was in an arena setting, too. So it was just like, we're playing all to you. So.
0: so I hope these people sat on both, like, far left and far right. That way you were forced to actually turn around.
1: No, they sat together. It was unfortunately. Uh, it, and that's
2: how it became a proscenium.
1: Alright, uh, anything that you have upcoming, Andre?
2: Um, I'm on a small break, but uh, pretty soon I'll be starting another show with Wine and Cheat Outfit uh, called Stabby Stab Stab, which is about the Slenderman murders. So, okay. very excited about that one as well.
1: I, for one, love the title already. So, <laughs> and do you have a date on when that's going to come out? It sounds something like it's going to be Halloween.
2: Um, it's going to be part of the Minnesota Horror Fest, so it's going okay. to be late October, right around Halloween.
1: Fantastic. We'll have two episodes out by that. so we'll keep an eye out for those who live in the Minnesota area. All right. Oh, wait, Moving I on. forgot one
2: thing. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say uh, my character name. I'm, I will be playing uh, Abner Lumen.
1: All right. And then, uh, last but certainly not least for today, we actually have a cast full of six, but you'll meet them later. Uh, for today, we have... Calista, Calista, please, uh, introduce yourself for us.
3: I'm Calista, I'll be playing the character of Lee, and there's not much more than that. This is my first time um, being on Des Moines and and Dragons, and uh, I have not listened to any of it so far, Uh, but I've also been told to start with Tidefall, so I'll be doing that soon. Yep.
0: (laughs) This is the best choice. Just ask any of the other people in the other shows that Tidefall is the good choice. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, There'll so be no Calista. blowback
1: shade. <laughs> so, Calista, uh, so tell me, what is your your experience with uh, tabletop games?
3: I've played D&D with a few groups, uh, but uh, the longest run and most recent one, is in a group with you, Tim.
1: It is. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's been a lot and... of fun so far. Oh, definitely. Uh, a little bit of backstory to that group. Uh, Callista is playing the uh, smart person of the group, and I'm playing the bard, who's kind of Zat brannigan esque So, <laughs> uh, uh, so then, uh, Callista, is there anything like you're doing out in the world that you'd like to promote at all, or would you like to just get started?
3: Let's just get started.
1: All right, fantastic. Uh, last quick thing is, my name is Tim Williams. I, too, also took part in Fringe. I was a part of a show called Babble's Banging and Binders, and it was a comedy of different eras of humanity. We started in biblical uh, Babylon, and then we moved to uh, modern day, and then we went to space. It was interesting. Uh, and yeah, other than that, I also am the program director for Hopkins Royals Productions, and we are going to be gearing up very shortly for Legally Blonde the musical. It's gonna be fun, so. All right, now, my players, are we ready to get started?
3: Yes.
0: If I said no, does that change anything?
1: Well, you said no, so we'll wait here for five minutes. All right, cool. I'm just kidding. Off to the narrator. open with a pov shot of what looks like a city to the south we see what looks like a very uh we see what looks kind of like a lake but more like a sea and it's all pitch black even though it's like middle of the day it's still pitch black on the at the very end of it we see what looks like a dam in front of that dam is a wall of light it's an ectoplasmic wall that keeps spirits at bay as we see, we, uh, we see the camera kind of pan over the city, and we're introduced to the Onyx Vale. We see the title screen that goes, Onyx Vale, Saints and Sinners. And we see a very Industrial Revolution-style buildings, and uh, we see people wearing Industrial Revolution-style clothes, and occasional sort of steampunk. That's a little bit in there, but it's not as prevalent. Um, and then we see what looks like as the camera focuses on a prison cart. We see a camera cut into a POV of what looks like the interior of a bag. We hear a person breathing. Eventually, we feel the cart come to a close. And uh, you hear a voice come from the car and goes, All right, you Easy does it. One at a time. File into the building. We'll point you where to go. And uh, we, we... hear noises of the person standing up and starting shuffling into a building and what light that comes in from the bottom of the bag eventually just disappears. Now, we cut to another building. We see two people kind of sitting behind what looks like a two-way mirror and they're talking to each other. The first person comes in and they go and uh, you hear one of the uh, people say to the other one, go, all right, who's this? And uh, they say, well, this this is Archibon Westchester, alias is Lux. Chris, why don't you tell me who your character is and what they look like?
0: All right. Uh, like I said, character's name is uh, Archibon Westchester, uh, came from a very uh, prestigious upbringing Um, including all of the trappings and vices that come with such an upbringing of uh, feeling obligated to do all the silly, silly things that uh, the nobles do. Um, So he's a a taller fellow, kind of slender, a little bit pale. Um, Usually um, when he's not uh, in the middle of being booked into a prison. Um, He'll be wearing a red and silver monocle over his right eye. Uh, We'll have probably too many rings. Um, uh, Have a very telltale uh, black and red suit uh, to go with. I don't Almost this ghoulish uh, sort of uh, mystique he has around himself. Um, He likes to be a guy who's prepared um, as much as he can be.
1: All right, and so why are they in prison today?
0: So, um, with Locks being that prepared, uh, you know, even though you know he can be as prepared as he can, sometimes wrong place, wrong time. Um, Something obviously broke out, and they just rounded him up. Of course, he is not so crazy to think that uh, you know, uh, Mister Charles, uh, the police chief. Um, has got something on him, and just took him as the opportunity to be like, "Oh, something bad happened over in this part of town. You're here. Mm, throw him in the back." Um, so he, uh, he's kind of speculating, like, "I've done nothing wrong." However, I'm pretty sure the police chief has something to do with my wrongful imprisonment. We shall see what happens. You know. Um, yeah.
1: All right, fantastic. And so, as the uh, two look over your file, you hear one of them says. There's a note here from the police chief. He says, "Keep an eye on this one." All right. Next, and we see uh, Locks kind of shuffle out, and the next hmm, person. Don't put that bag on my head. It smells weird. And uh, yeah, they're just like, "Fuck off!" And they put the bag back on your head, and you get pushed out of the uh, <laughs> of the light. And the next person comes on in, and the next person, uh, as they come in. in You hear the other person saying, goes, This is Lord Abner Lumen. Even though I would probably not call him Lord no more. Otherwise known as the Walking Shadow. Andre, tell us what your character looks like.
2: Um, Abner is about medium height. Uh, he has a telltale, uh, black coat that he usually wears. Very finely dressed, um, in everything that he has. He usually has a, a cane, a walking cane with him that has a sword in it. Um, a very very sharp man.
1: All right and uh, why is Abner in prison?
2: Um, Abner was uh, trying to steal some steal some gems from a, another noble family and he was partnering with a guard that he thought was his friend. that guard decided well, I could keep it all for myself and turn this guy in and that's exactly what happened. so he kind of got kind of got backstabbed.
1: And, he, and so he goes, yes, Abner Lumen, uh, this is one of your cases of a nobility falling from grace. And Rather than going into obscurity, they tried to hold on by stealing riches whenever possible.
2: Oh, oh, honestly, I don't think that's necessary to, to talk about right now.
1: And he goes, uh-huh, take him away. And, oh, uh, if, you... if,
2: if we could not put the bag on my head, you are absolutely lovely. I thank you all for your help today, uh, but the bag, I don't think it's necessary.
1: And as he says that, the bag just goes back out over your head and you just get pushed forward. Okay, lovely. <laughs> and then the next person uh, gets pushed in, and they go, and you hear the uh, person go, This next one's a little bit interesting. Fact. actually. I don't know why they didn't go straight to the firing squad. Must be a reason why they're here. Their name is Lee. I wouldn't give any other information other than that. Callista, please tell us what your character is.
3: Lee Tyndall uh, is a shorter woman. Uh, she's got brown hair that just graces her shoulders. Um, she grew up in Lee Township, and went into the military to you know, serve her city and everything. And um, recently she was following some orders and shot the wrong person, which was the person that she was ordered to shoot. So somewhere along the chain of command, something happened and all of the blame got placed on her.
1: Fantastic. And what was Lee's rank in the, in the uh, army?
3: She was still a captain okay
1: and so <clears throat> they go captain lee tyndall unfortunately killed someone in the line of duty who was not supposed to be shot and uh was summarily discharged well,
3: <laughs> unfairly <laughs>
1: and he goes well unfortunate and so uh you he- once again you feel the push and the bag comes over the head and seriously
3: this thing stinks
1: <laughs> and so, uh, you guys feel the kind of the push down some stairs. You walk through a door, and as you do so, uh, you feel two things happen at once. The bag comes off your head, and the manacles come off. And you guys are in what looks like a hallway before a big door, double door. And there's a person at the front of it, and he goes, Hello, my name is Warden Strauss.
2: Welcome. A, a pleasure. Oh, sorry. Continue.
1: And just as you do that, you feel kind of like kind of like what feels like one of those like police batons. Kind of just not hit you really hard, but enough to just like, oh hey, I'm not supposed to do this right now. It right in between the shoulder blades. And he goes, Now, if anybody has anything else they'd like to say, I do have a moment of scripted I need to say. So let me get that off my chest. I found out where the bag stink came from. And, uh, yeah, so you feel that once again, this time across the back of the head. So uh, do me a favor, uh, Locks. roll mm-hmm. me a prowess resistance roll. So in Blades in the Dark, whenever there's some sort of... I- I'm assuming, would you like to take this damage or would you like to resist it? That? That's the question I'm actually asking here.
0: Well, uh, an even better question is how do I do
1: that? So, act- So let's get to that. So in regards to Blades in the Dark, whenever you take some form of... Uh, damage or consequence in this regard's consequence here. Uh, <clears throat> you will... I will say this happens to you and be like, okay, I would like to resist that. And so I will tell you what skills resist. So since this is some sort of physical damage, it's going to be a prowess resistance roll. So unlike DD, and uh, Blades in the Dark is very streamlined. And so for prowess, what you will do is you'll take one dice because you have one skill that you're actually proficient in in that group. You'll click on prowess, and then it'll roll it, and you will take that number, and I'll go from there. All right, so just click prowess. Yep. We are also playing on roll 20, by the way, for everyone listening at home. <laughs> uh, then it's, it's asking me for bonus dice. I assume it's zero. Yep, it's Cause... zero. All right. All right. So nice. In regards to a consequence, no matter what, you will take six stress and some other form of that. Because of you uh rolling five you will only take one stress and you're only going to take a lesser affected harm so for instance let's say you'd rolled one five and took five stress then the harm would have been a lot more like you would have had like oh hey concussed or something like that for this one you're just going to under your harm you're going to take a level one harm that says battered which means if there is something that you want to do later on as an action that acts acts as a like hey i'm going to let's say i'm going to try and knock this person out when you roll, the effect is actually going to be lessened. So you actually hit that guy really hard, but it wasn't enough to knock him out. Sort of deal. All right. And so <clears throat> he goes, uh, Warren Stra- Warden Strauss goes, Now, I am the person in charge here, and you will remember that, uh, he says specifically towards Locks, And he goes... If you act on your best behavior, who knows? We may even count some time off your sentence. But who knows? Maybe your enemies will see to you. Have fun, gentlemen. And ladies. And with that, the door opens and he walks away. And you guys get pushed out into the main prison yard. The main prison yard has four different areas. There's just, like, different uh, 19th century, um, activities that you can do. There's mainly just people just hanging around talking and enjoying the sunlight at this point. So, uh, you guys are kind of like near each other. There's a couple other people amongst, uh, the people who got arrested and taken to prison these days. So, uh, who would like to go first? What are you going to do for your free time action?
0: So here's a question. Um, since we're being let loose in the yard, I assume we have been unshackled. Yes. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. So who would like to go first?
3: I would like to stand up near a wall, lean on it, and just wait for somebody to approach me.
1: Okay. So we see, uh, we see Hawk immediately just kind of roll their shoulders back and just kind of, like, go and try and take a look of being tough sort of deal. Abner, what are you doing?
2: Um, I, I'm going to rub my wrist and just go, those are terribly uncomfortable, aren't they? And then I want to start uh, looking around so I can kind of gauge, like, who kind of isn't? Who thinks they kind of run the yard and everything? So I kind of want to start walking around and just and like assessing people.
1: Fantastic! This sounds like a perfect time to use survey. So uh, from this particular area, uh, what happens is uh, when you ever do an action rating, uh, an a-, a skill, you tell me what skill that you want to use. Uh, for these first couple sessions, I'm going to tell you what it is until you're a little bit more comfortable with it, and you guys can tell me what it is. And so. Your goal is to basically get a kind of get a bird's eye view of what's who's the best, strongest gang here or group here sort of deal. And so uh, you would tell me survey is what you want to do or study, which whichever one's higher, that sort of deal. And I will say, that's great. So this is going to be from a position of either risky, controlled or desperate. So for this particular one, it's risky because you might get somebody's attention and it might be like, Oh, who are you looking at sort of deal? And then the effect determines what I, as the GM will narrate your effect. So for instance, if it's a limited effect, um, it's something that's not going to really do a lot of, there's not going to be a whole lot of change. If it's a standard effect, it's usually like, Oh, you do it, or you don't do it. If it's great effect, well, that means there's going to be a great uh, thing, great thing happening, whether it's great damage or great Fortune remains to be seen. So,
2: all right. Sweet. Can I can I use study? Because I have a point in study and not in survey. <laughs> yes, let's do study. And this is going
1: to be a uh, risky. Okay. And I would say for this one, it's going to be a standard effect. all right fantastic so you rolled a six in blades in the dark uh we get rid of d20s the only dice we use is a standard six-sided dice in uh blades in the dark if you roll a six you do it no problems um if you roll a four or five you do it but there are some problems if you roll a one through a three you don't do it and the problems vary so uh in regards to this one Abner, you look around, and you definitely see some of the gangs that you've heard about. Uh, you're not really too caught up on like what um, the street gangs are doing in the city because you've lived a life of like opulence and everything, so you don't really hear too much about that. But you have heard of some of these. Uh, one of the groups you notice has a tattoo. What well, looks like uh, what well, looks like a logo, and it's the logo of the. Uh, the South Street uh, Automation, which are basically a group that really likes to try and automate hulls uh, to be on their side. So stuff like that. You know that they are pretty formidable, especially if you're by yourself. And you also notice that there are some other groups there as well. Um, there is the uh, Steam Sisters and the Boiler Brothers as well. But they all seem to be staying to their own... Area of the prison yard where they just kind of like they took they like each area claimed their ter uh, territory, and nobody seems to be uh, crossing any one of those except for those who don't really have a place they're at yet.
2: All right. Um. Well, I've I've a little history with the Boiler Boys, so I'm going to definitely make sure they don't see me. Um. But I'm gonna I'm gonna approach these the whole people. Um. Just, just kind of, just kind of chat them up.
1: All right. So you approach one of them, and he goes. He looks to you, and he just goes, "Ah, new blood. What can I do you for?"
2: I just merely wanted to make acquaintance with people. Uh, pleasure to meet you. My name is Abner Lumen.
1: And he goes, Abner Lumen. Wasn't you a lord once or something like that?
2: Oh, that's not important right now, my sweet little bread loaf. Let's go talk somewhere, shall we?
1: And he goes, you talk right here. The sun's out and it's very
2: nice. It is nice. It's quite lovely, isn't it?
1: It is, it is. So, Abner Lumen, what brings you to a hellhole like this place?
2: Oh, well, it's just a simple misunderstanding. I was working with someone and, well, (laughs) things just didn't pan out right. You understand (laughs) Simple misunderstanding,
1: yeah, no, I understand it right, right, quite well. There was a simple understanding between me and another guy, and he simply misunderstood and ran into my knife ten times.
2: <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, that is always terrible when that happens, isn't it?
1: It truly is, it truly is. And so, I'm sorry, I've forgotten me manners. So, your name's Abner Lumen, my name's Nigel.
2: Oh, Nigel, it is a pleasure to meet you.
1: It is a pleasure to meet you. And, uh, you looking to join a crew, Abner? Uh,
2: Join may be a bit of a strong word. Partner sounds a little better.
1: Hmm, partner, eh? What do you got for me that would be beneficial to this partnership?
2: Well, previously what I was working on was acquiring some assets of a sort. Um, I would be happy to bring you some of those assets.
1: Oh, all right. And uh, how are you going to get that to me in prison?
2: Well, that's what I need your help with, actually.
1: Oh, you want me
2: to uh, try and uh, help you break out, huh? No, not necessarily. Well, let's be a little bit more discreet, shall we? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Fair enough. But yes, if you could uh, put your particular uh, skills as they are to work, that would be absolutely lovely.
1: So do me a favor. In this particular moment, you, uh-huh. you're you trying to basically sway someone with charm, logic, deception, right? Yep. So would we agree that this would be a sway roll?
2: 100%. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. Let's do that. So this is going to be a risky, and this is going to okay. be a great effect. So. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, do you have anything in Sway?
2: Uh, I have two. I have two points of Sway.
1: So, the more ranks you have in this particular thing in uh, Blades in the Dark, the more ranks you have, uh, the greater it's going to be. So, uh, Abner, you have two. So, that means you roll two dice and take the higher number. You rolled a five and a one. So, he goes, You know what? I can't. But I need you to do me a favor before you do that.
2: Oh, absolutely anything, my little lemon tart. What can I do? And he points
1: over, and uh, it was the which group again was the ones that uh, you were trying to steer clear from?
2: The Boiler Boys.
1: And he goes, he points over to the Boiler Brothers, and he goes, you see one of them? I need you to kill him.
2: Uh... Absolutely, we we can make we can make that happen.
1: Fantastic! You do that, and uh, well, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, a certain area that uh, the gods don't patrol very much, actually. Oh,
2: good! Oh, you are a. Dear sweet Lemon Tart, um, I must be going now, but thank you so much, and I will return once I have more uh, information, and once I've completed what I've promised you.
1: You do that, Abner. All right, so we see Abner kind of walking, and uh, what is Abner's feelings towards this? Does Abner kill?
2: Uh, normally, no, so he's definitely like, I have to convince someone else to do this. <laughs> Okay. So
3: in the meantime, let's check in what is locks doing.
1: Currently just sitting there half asleep. Um no, he uh
0: he stands back, you know, he's looking at the entire yard as a chessboard. Um so he's going to have to uh I think he's going to have to survey uh Things first and foremost, okay. Um, to like see if there's, I don't know, you know, maybe uh, some of the stronger group, stronger leaders of a group are having a card game or something, and he can weasel, weasel his way in, but he's got to see it first.
1: Sure. Uh, do me a favor, roll me a survey, and this is going to be a honestly a controlled position and a standard effect. All
0: right, Roland With one, because I have one rank in survey.
1: All right. And so, why did it roll two? Did you add a bonus dice at all? Yeah, one. Oh, you don't add any. So re-roll that. Yeah, it'll roll the perfect amount of dice for you. If you add bonus dice, that's where it gets a little weird.
0: Controlled.
1: Standard. No bonus. Yep. Even though I have one point in it. Or does that come after that line? No, no, no. So one point means... So if you have no ranks in it, you roll two dice and you take the lower number. When you have one rank in it, you just roll one dice. And then when you have two ranks in it, you roll two dice and take the higher number. Okay. Yep.
0: There we go.
1: All right. So you rolled a six. That means you do it. There's no issues. Uh, You look around everything and you do see... You see basically Abner kind of interacting with uh, the South Street the South street automation, you see all of that happen. Basically, you see a little bit in the further corner, you see a uh, Hawk just kind of sitting up against the wall, kind of like looking around and everything. And you do, you definitely see the bro- boiler brothers in one area and you see the steam sisters in another.
0: Is there any kind of like middle ground meeting where all of the marks I'm kind of looking, you know, just see, like, obviously, somebody's going to be vying for control of the yard. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to see if I can locate, you know, a meeting or... yeah, you know, I, I, I visualized in my head, like, the high rollers of each of these factions meeting for some kind of, like, poker game to, uh, I don't know, play for things.
1: Yeah, so actually you do see what looks like the Boiler Brothers are in a p- poker game currently. And you see one of the uh, the person that actually Andre was talking to, it goes to sit. Uh, sorry, Abner was talking to goes to sit down at it, and then you see another person come up from it as well. And so, you definitely see uh, those three start to sit down for a poker game.
0: Okay, so I think um, you know he's going to come over because his whole intention is to try to start some kind of major disruption. Okay. And see, and the best way to do that is to try to see who's counting cards at this game
1: and see if he can uh, start turning up some crazy shit. Okay. So, uh, Abner, as you notice this, uh, you do see that basically the person that he pointed, that Nigel pointed to, is sitting left of him at this card game. Oh, okay. And uh, do me a favor uh actually with that survey you rolled with a six uh do you just watch the card games for a little bit locks
0: yep okay. yep yep because uh, i'm trying to see like all right there's no way any of you are playing you know uh, you know with a moral compass that's pointing to the north so which one of you is putting cards in your uh up your uh sleeves
1: Fantastic. In the meantime, before we see what exactly happens there, let's check in with Hawk. Hawk, what are you doing?
3: Hawk is still kind of sitting down and surveying the area. Just she, She's used to just being somewhere and then being approached by somebody who immediately wants to challenge a 5'5 five willady. Five um, so she's just waiting for that to happen again.
1: That's fair. Uh, eventually, you do see a person kind of walk up to you, but you notice that you kind of have this feeling that somebody, if somebody's going to come up to you, it's going to be somebody taller than you. But you get, kind of get really surprised that a five-foot-three person comes up to you, and they look at you and they go, "What's your name?
3: It's Lee. What's yours?
1: He goes, Ah, my name. My name's Mal. And uh tell me, what are you in for?
3: Hmm a misunderstanding.
1: <laughs> oh man. You know how many times I've heard that bullshit?
3: For real this time. I got oh. the wrong orders.
1: Oh. Or man.
3: perhaps they were the right orders.
1: The wrong but not orders. The wrong orders. You a soldier? What was your unit?
3: She's going look him, to look him up and down and go, uh, I'll keep that to myself, thanks.
1: And he goes, no worries. Let me uh, tell you mine, and then you can tell me yours. You see, I was part of the 33rd. Sharpshooter. But, uh, unfortunately, they don't really take care of those who did that to us, if you know what I mean. Found my way into other work and, well, found my way up here.
3: What do you mean, other work?
1: He goes, Well, you see, if you're good with a gun like I am, people need killing. There's lots of enemies of lots of a people in the Onyx Vale, and work is work. In fact, one of the people I was told about is in this very jail cell, and uh, I might have a, a certain way
3: of getting to the armory
1: without any issue.
3: The armory, you say?
1: And he goes, shh, keep it down a bit, keep it down a bit. Lots of people watching. And he goes, yeah, the armory. But the real question is, why would I share that with you?
3: (sighs) All right, fine. I was in the 39th. I was also and, uh, a sharpshooter.
1: I knew a sharpshooter when I saw it. So, if you help me, I'll help you. Alright? And here's what I need. And, uh, he shows up his hand, and you notice that basically the only thing he has is a thumb and pointer finger. And he goes, You see, I used to have all my digits, but, uh,. A certain menace took them from me. They're in the Steam Sisters. In fact, actually, and he kind of just points, one of them, is the one who has it, is in that card game now. You get it from me, and well, I could probably give you the key to the armory if you're thinking of something.
3: All right, I'm listening.
1: Fantastic. You figure out a way to get my, uh, digits back and, uh, I'll
3: get you the key. Deal. And she's going to kind of stick out her hand to go to shake his.
1: He, uh, sticks out the one with only two fingers and it goes, oh, oh, hold on, bad habit. And shakes the other hand. (laughs) All right. And so what does Hawk do from there? Does Hawk just go straight towards that card table?
3: Um, before she does, uh, she's going to survey the card table and see how everybody else is reacting to the card table and also with the players, how they're reacting to each other.
1: Fantastic. So, uh, first and foremost, this is going to be a control because you've been sitting in this area for a little bit while and the effect is going to be a standard. Man, you guys are getting lucky on these dice rolls. So that is another six. So here's what you notice. You notice that there are three people sitting at this uh, card table. There is room for one more. Uh, you see a little bit of way. Uh, Abner is pacing, kind of figuring out what to do next. And uh, you see another person kind of just sitting there, uh, kind of just looking at something on their wrist. But you notice that that is locks, and actually, what they're doing is paying a lot more attention to their car- the cards that are being dealt to see if something is happening. And then you see that basically they are currently dealing out for the first game at the moment. In the meantime, does anybody else want to uh, do an action, or what? Who else would like to? Who would like to go next? Is the question I'm actually answering here. Does uh, anybody else notice Locks kind of hovering? Uh, yeah, actually, Hawk, you would have noticed Locks hovering. Uh, Abner, do you think you would have noticed Locks hovering around?
2: Um, if he's not with a group, probably not. But uh, I think now—I mean, not initially, but I think now he might be looking around to try to see who could probably help him figure out his 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 new situation
1: all right so yeah Abner as you kind of look around you do see Hawk and kind of just walk past you and you notice that like they look like they can handle themselves so there's that but you don't see locks locks you do see Hawk kind of walking towards the table and everything and uh Hawk are what are you are you approaching the table I am yeah all right so as you approach the table uh you see them kind of look up and goes and uh, Nigel, the one there, just goes, Who the fuck are you?
3: Ah, oh, I'm a newbie. Just got in. Who are you?
1: And uh, Nigel looks to the woman across from him. The woman across from him looks to the other uh, man there. <laughs> goes, oh, you must not be from here. This is the leader's table. What are you a leader of?
3: I was a leader of my squad. But right now, I'm just looking for work.
1: Oh, looking for work, yeah. Have a seat. She sits. And so, Lox, you see this person, new person just come out of nowhere and just have a seat.
2: Is this the same Nigel that I talked to? Mm-hmm. Um, can I walk up? to to Hawk and then look at Nigel and say oh, this one here they are obviously my precocious little pastry um, they will absolutely slay you in this game
1: and so Hawk, how do you react to this person just coming up and just complimenting you like that
3: she's definitely going to look a little bit surprised, but then um, attempt to stare down the leader's
1: And so, uh, do me a favor, Andre, uh, actually, no, we don't need a roll here. And so he goes, all right, let's do it then. And, uh, they deal you in. And so think of this as basically just your regular, uh, five hand, like five hand poker game sort of deal. And, uh, locks, you definitely noticed that literally everyone but Hawk is cheating.
0: So I think, you know, as he goes over, um, you know when he goes, you're the only straight shooter here at this table. The person to your left has two aces up their sleeve. The one to your left has a jack and a queen, and across from you a king and a queen. Do with that what you may, but it could be fun to start a prison fight. He just kind of backs up and walks further away.
1: And just confirming, who are you saying that to? Hawk. Okay.
3: Hawk's going to look at each of them and who the person that had the, the aces, are they to their left, right or across across, across.
1: Sorry, actually, Chris, I'll let you answer that. Who do you think it is?
0: Uh, double King across aces to the right, Jack, Queen to the left.
3: All right. So she's going to try to, um, what else is on the table there? Is there any, like, uh, any knickknacks or anything else on the table?
1: There's definitely some ashtrays.
3: She's going to, um, attempt to, uh, discreetly, Like flip over an ashtray on the person to her left and then switch cards with the person on her right
1: all right do me a favor uh this is that so that sounds like a finesse roll uh do you agree (laughs) yes all right so this is going to be a position is going to be desperate and the effect is going to be great so let's roll finesse and see what we get fantastic so you rolled a four which means that yeah you do succeed in still doing this and you manage to uh so basically what you do is you manage to actually get one of like you basically pulled it over on two of the people at the table but however one person still saw it and the other person is straight across from you and they just go and they go you sure you're looking for work or are you looking to piss us off
3: Oh, I don't mean to piss you off. That was a complete accident, sir.
1: Alright, and so, uh, if you're doing that, do me a favor. Uh, Can I help? Yeah, this that's a fantastic thing that you asked that, actually. <laughs> so, in regards to this, uh, helping in any help action sort of deal, what you do is you will take two stress, and um, you'll take two stress and basically the person will get a bonus die. So uh, this is going to be, what, do you, what What action rating do you think this is? Because uh, what is uh, Hawk's goal in this?
3: Uh, Hawk's goal is trying to sway them to look the other way. So I think this would be sway.
1: All right, well, let's do sway. And so with the bonus dice, you have no ranks in sway. So that means you will actually only get one dice for this. So it'll be desperate and the effect will be great. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, okay. So with this one, what's going to happen, because uh, with the bonus dice and everything, you rolled a three. And it'll take... And so that means they don't... That means you failed, basically. And so what they do is uh, the person on the opposite end of the table of you kind of stands up, slams their fists on the table, and goes,
2: You fucking cheat! Can... Can Abner go, oh, honestly, there's no reason to speak such ways. Uh, yeah, you can try and do that. Now, everyone, if we could all calm down, I guarantee you no one was trying to cheat. It was a simple misunderstanding.
1: All right, do me a favor. Roll me a sway. This is going to be desperate Absolutely. and great.
2: Absolutely. Desperate. Uh, and,
1: Nox, you rea- you locks you look around and everything and you definitely see that uh, the guards have taken interest in this particular one and so you do get him you do get the other two to calm down but the other guy is just like and just goes no 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 you you're dead and uh points to you Hawk and says that
0: so this is the one that's directly across from Hawk yes or the one to the right
1: this is the one that's directly across from Hawk and by the way okay. Abner this is the one that Nigel wants you to kill so he's kind of looking at you just like
0: so I think you know, Lox is gonna like go over to the one to the left and be like, you know, if he's busy in a fight, he might be able to get the double kings he's got up his sleeve that I saw. And he backs away from the the other player. Roll sway. Roll Roll, roll
2: Sway. All right. <laughs> all right.
1: That's going to be a desperate and a great effect. So I feel like this,
2: that's going to be a regular thing for a couple of us. <laughs> oh, it is going to be a regular thing. Way.
1: for G2. All right. That is a four. And so they just go, all right. And so they reach up and uh, and they they say to them, just goes, well, why don't you just kill him then? We're in the yard. And, uh, can, so, I,
0: can I initiate a flashback? Sure. Go for it. So, I think one of the things, like, you know, as he's, uh, you know, going to prison, that, uh, you know, he kind of kept in mind is for, uh, he was out at a casino and that's where this big bust was that he got, uh, you know, dragged away at. And he just so happened to maintain a couple of cards in his pocket. And of course, you know, he kept all the face cards. So, What I think he is going to do as he's talking this person up, he's actually going to try to like very like enough that the guy doesn't see, but also like stash a couple extra aces in this guy's palm, too, just to really like throw gasoline on the fire
1: Okay, is what he did. Okay, yeah, that's great. And that's not really complex at all. But do take one stress for that. It's a little complex just to make sure you remember to do all that.
0: So where does where do we keep stress? So uh, on
1: the uh, uh yeah, it's right there and you just click one of those two until it maxes out. Once it maxes out, we'll you let me know when it maxes out and then we'll talk a little bit more about
0: that. Then we'll get into new mechanics.
1: Right? It's going to be fun. Uh so, in regards to uh that, you sneak. So the one in front of them, the one in front of uh Hawk. Uh did you sneak that's the one you sneak the snuck the aces into.
0: No, no, no! Like since those two are like up and arguing and fighting, I'm talking to uh, the player on the left. Okay, um, to be like you know, well that one's fighting. You could take his cards, but I'm also like leaning over, you know, hearing the prison dogs uh, start to bark (laughs) um, while things are going crazy. Um, They're
1: definitely. Like the guards around are out or just looking and just like something's Right, 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 right.
0: Yeah. right. So while I'm kind of leaning over and talking in this guy's like right ear, you know, he has not paying attention to my right hand. So I'm stuffing these cards into his sleeve, um, but he doesn't notice. So okay. that way I'm kind of hoping the guy across to the right looks and goes, wait a minute what the fuck are those? So like, you know, I'm, I'm priming the pump for some kind of prison brawl distraction.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so basically that's, what's kind of going on here and uh, eventually. And uh, yeah, so they're kind they're definitely looking to be that way. Hawk. He looks like he's a, he's just about a short fuse away from about to like fighting you. What do you want to do in this scenario?
3: I think I'm going to go. I have done nothing wrong. Bye, and then attempt to like sneak away as quickly as possible.
1: So you stand up to just go do. They're like, no, absolutely not. And uh, he is going to uh, do me a favor. Roll me a prowl, actually.
3: Desperate, great.
1: Yes. So, you manage to kind of like stand up and get, like, start backing away, but he picks up a chair and just kind of like throws it at you, but you're able to just kind of like dodge it a little bit. However, because of your dodging it, you uh, manage to trip a little bit and fall onto the ground, and he has now hopped over the table, and in the meantime, as he does this, he kind of like. It shows that all of his hands were kind of, like, cheating and everything. And they go, oh, you were cheating, too! And so, like, a fight starts brawling out and everything. And uh, you hear the sounds of just the uh, prison alarm sirens starting to go. And, uh, yeah, what are you going to do next, Hawk? Or Abner or Lox? Anybody can do anything at this point.
3: I'm going to continue to run away uh, and, like, get as far away from them as I can without, like... um. being intercepted by any of their people.
1: All right. So that's going to be another prowl roll. And so roll that again. Desperate. Great. All right. So as you get up, you manage to walk, run around. And as you run towards one of the gates, you stop at one of the gates and you see the door opens and a bunch of guards come out and one of them uh, hits you with the uh, baton knocking you out and you, and uh, then the other ones, like a f- like a squad of them, start coming out, filing out, trying to get like uh, control back over the area, and they head over to where this area is, and Knox and lock, not sorry, knocks and locks, <laughs> lock, and so, uh, so <laughs> Abner and Locks, what are you gonna do?
3: So, Bye.
2: oh, sorry, you go. Oh no, after you, Lemon Tart. <laughs> um by chance did I see any anything that locks did?
1: Uh yeah, you could definitely see him walking around and talking. Uh you definitely saw him place the cards there with that four though.
2: Okay. Um I think I'm going to try to direct the guards towards the the guy I'm trying to kill. Okay. Um and tell them Oh, oh dear! He is trying to hurt someone, and he's like a rabid dog that needs to be put down. And uh, so, as you do that, you just hear him just go,
1: "You, you are the, you are the Lord Lumen," and he starts running at you. As they're trying to basically run, it's basically what happens is the guards are trying to run to you while he's running to you to try and like hurt you in that meantime too. So, do me a favor, uh. What are you going to try and do to get away from this?
2: <laughs> That's a fantastic question. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you asked. <laughs> um, I think i'm I'm going to try to just get lost in the crowd or in in, in all of this kerfuffle. So I, I feel like it'll be a prowl.
1: It is a prowl, yeah. So this is going to be desperate and a great
2: good, desperate.
1: In the meantime, as he's rolling that locks, you feel one of the guards come up to oh no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh-huh. Of
2: course
0: I did. And that's just where things get f- interesting.
1: And that's where the t- tables turn. All right, so first and foremost, locks as you do so as you turn and you see it, you see the guards come up to you and just goes, "Hey, you, come with us."
0: Well, all right. I I don't see a point, but you are in charge here, and I just you know. Run along with.
1: And so they grab you and they actually move you over to where Hawk is. In the meantime, Abner oh I'm sorry. So he comes around and so basically as you turn to like start running to at least to where the guards are, unfortunately you kinda of slip and he hits you with a really hard haymaker. Would you like to resist this?
2: Um Yeah.
1: <laughs> Alright, so there's gonna be a prowess resistance roll. So you just click prowess and roll 20, and it'll there's, roll it. Okay, gotcha. And no bonus dice. No bonus. So Good.
2: I'm doing fantastic.
1: Uh, you will take three stress from this, because you rolled a three and a two. Uh, you will take the highest number, and then you only take three stress. But you will also take the harm battered as well.
2: Do I put that... Um, Under level one with- harm. Oh, okay. Got
1: it. Yep. All right. So... Um, but the good news is just as he's about to reach back and punch you again, the guards kind of surround him and two other guards, uh, pick you up and carry you guys off. And the next thing you notice happen immediately locks, you get put into a jail cell and the other two from the card game got put in there with you, uh, Hawk and, Uh, Abner, but they're currently unconscious at the moment. (laughs) Hmm. And they get put in there with you, and you do see another figure, but they're in a wheelchair, and the gate closes, and you hear the guards walk away. And he turns to you, and he goes, Oh! Hello, friends! My name is Vasily. Tell me, do you wish to break out of prison? Vasily,
0: you are speaking my language and they and will that, as soon as they wake up
1: and that is where we're going to end the first part we'll be back in a moment <laughs> Woo. are back. So, a quick recap for those listeners who left us just mere seconds ago. (laughs) Um, The uh, party had just been put in prison with another prisoner. His name was Vasili. And uh, Lee, or Hawk, and Abner, or the Walking Shadow, were unconscious between stuff they had done during the free play. So, in the meantime, uh, so we start with Abner and uh, Hawk. You guys wake up and find yourself in prison. You recognize uh, Lox immediately as one of the people there, but you don't recognize the man in the wheelchair.
2: Oh. Absolutely terrible heading. Lords. Oh, hello. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. Abner Loomer. I would uh, stand to greet you, sir, but I simply can't at this moment.
1: No worries, from what I heard, you took quite a bonk on the head.
2: Yes, it was quite terrible. I was trying to get in and out of a situation.
1: Sounds like you didn't get out very good. <laughs> no, but, but I, guess- I am
2: here, and I'm pl- I'm absolutely delighted to make your ooh, oh, sorry, head. Absolutely delighted to make your acquaintance.
1: <laughs> well, the name is Vasili, and it is good to meet you, Abner Lumen. Then then uh, he turns to uh, you, Hawk, and goes, What is your name, friend? It's Lee. It is good to meet you, Lee. My name is Vasili. I may have said this earlier. So, as I was talking to your friend here, Lux you all want to break out of prison?
3: What did you have in mind?
0: You you do make it sound rather simple.
3: A, A little goes, too
2: simple, if I might add.
3: And he
1: goes, Well, when you have been here as long as I am, you tend to learn things. You see, I've been here about ten years now. Whereas is you all, this is your first day. And you managed to get into solitary confinement on your first day. Bravo! New work, new record!
2: Well, I do like to set precedence. <laughs> so,
1: we're moving into the next part of the game, which is the score. For this particular score, is going to be breaking out of prison. However, just because we're breaking out of prison does not mean that uh, it's only going to go one way. You guys have six different options. Now, uh, in regards to this... There are six different options. Those are assault, deception, stealth, occult, social, and transport. Now, for this particular part, you do not—you just tell me what plan you're going with, and I will start it off from there. Uh, there's no deep, there's no planning, there's no uh, anything like that. Blades in the Dark is really good about planning backwards. Okay. So, in regards to this, what is the plan currently for how you guys are going to break out? Transport
0: seems. I don't know. I, I kind of like that, like a you know a classic. Let's ride the laundry bins out. Okay. Sort of, sort of deal.
1: But you know, I'm up for anything. What is everybody uh, else thinking?
2: During our planning phase, do we need to think about any of the other info we know? So, we in regards in?
1: to this, yeah. So basically, what you're doing here is you're gathering uh, the plan, which will be one of those six, and the entry of how you're going to do it. So for instance, if you're telling me transport, well, then good news is uh, locks just gave me like, okay, so that's the means. And then you just need to tell me like how you're going to get over, it. like where you're going to start from. In this particular heist, you're going to start from your jail cell, so it doesn't really work out. But if we, once we get back out to the real world, there'll be a lot more options in regards to that.
3: Okay.
1: Now, there also is a detail that you can give. So for instance, um, you could say like uh, there is particularly a loose cobblestone that actually pulls out and it reveals a wall. That could be one way of like being able to get started in this. Or something like that. Uh, and so basically what happens is if you can give me more info about things that you've learned while in the in the uh, in the yard, that'll help me out with uh, your engagement role. An engagement role determines how you guys start the heist. Uh, in an engagement rule no matter what, you will always start with a, a one dice for sheer luck. And then, is the operation particularly bold or daring? Take one dice. Is a plan detail exposed a vulnerability to the target, or hit them where they're weakest? Or do they have particular? Or are you hitting them where they're strongest? Can any of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight for this operation? Take a dice. Are there any enemies or rivals interfering with the operation? Minus one dice. Or if there's any other elements that we want to consider. So that is what we're going with right here. So in regards to this right now, we're thinking transport.
0: That's kind of the way I'm leaning. Just because, you know, as, as I'm hearing you, like, I got the opportunity to sit back and look at everything. So, I haven't worked out in my head like why transport, you know, because I, I I really locked into the we're we're riding the laundry carts out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, do you want me to just like expound on that?
1: Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, expound on. So, there.
0: so as as Locks was sitting there trying to figure out about the card game, you know, we're in the yard. It's just a chain link fence, so he had view of, you know, a, a pretty decent amount of the prison yard campus and he noticed in his like surveying like uh, a little bit to what would be the west is there was this garage and all right so answer me this cars yes or no
1: uh yes there are cars but only the rich and powerful have them
0: so i'm thinking that there's this laundry truck Mm -hmm. that's making the run you know noticed it over the course of a half hour there was at least two of them, so it's like, all right, that's almost on a 15-minute rotation or so, that there's at least two going, if not every half hour to every hour that goes out. That could be interesting, you know? Okay,
1: that works for me. What is everybody else's thoughts regarding that?
2: Um, I think Lumen would probably latch on to that, uh, but also realize that he has a debt to pay so kind of bring that up as a caveat to all of this
1: okay and so that debt is just to for a reminder is the person he needs to kill yes okay and uh Hawk what are your thoughts currently
3: I'm thinking that maybe I can hold off helping uh mal get his digits back if i can get out but if the opportunity presents itself i can grab those digits and maybe get them back to him somehow okay so that i can gain his trust in the future but for now i'm just going to go along with the plan all right that Max has.
1: all right so you guys are doing a transport so in regards to this, uh, you guys have given me. You get a uh, a dice for sheer luck. You get one dice because this is particularly daring. Uh, the plan's detail exposes a vulnerability. Yes, the Esther uh, laundry chute, and that's three dice. Uh, Vasily is giving you um, another dice because he knows the area. And there is minus one dice because Abner is also still being on the lookout from that one guy who tried to kill him. So, you have plus three dice for this roll. If anybody would like to make the engagement roll, which is the fortune roll on your sheets, roll fortune,
2: you can do so now. I'm looking for it, but if someone finds it before me, please fortune go ahead. is
1: below your friends list. Thank Thank you. Roll fortune, okay.
2: Yep, Kristen, you want to do it? Oh no, <laughs> not at all. Somebody else has
0: to get the finger pointed at.
2: All right, I'll do it. Uh, you said three dice.
1: Yep, three dice. All right, so you roll a one, a two, and a six. The good news is, with the more dice you take, the higher number. A six means you guys are off to a you are off to the races, more or less. Uh, and you are in a controlled position when the action starts. So, because of this, uh, the first, the first issue is, how are you going to get out of your cell? However, you do see a guard kind of just walking along the hallway because you are in solitary confinement. So what do you guys do first?
2: Um, just to kind of introduce each other, um, I think, uh... Abner is gonna go up to locks and go you seem to have a plan to get out of here a pleasure to make your acquaintance Abner lumen and he's gonna hold out his hand to shake and he just kind of
0: hushes Abner because he, he he's going through in his head like because he's he's listening to the footsteps of the guard like one two three and then it stops on a fourth and then there's kind of a squeak against the uh, you know, the st- the cobblestone. Mm-hmm. Then one, two, three, four, five. And he kind of loses count after seven because he's too far away. So he's trying to triangulate like, all right, where is this guy at? And then after a while, he doesn't hear anything. And he reaches up like, like, oh, that hit earlier. Still hurts. Right. And he pulls out a bobby pin. He's going to try to pick the lock on the
2: cell door. All right, so terribly sorry. Did you not hear? uh, Hello. Okay. (laughs) Shh, shh, shh. Talk (laughs) talk later. Action now.
1: (laughs) And so you all watch as he pulls out a uh, bobby pin. So this is going to be a tinkering roll, obviously.
2: Tinker.
1: And because you guys are in a controlled position, this will have great effect.
0: All right, so hitting the tinker button, controlled position.
1: Mm-hmm. a great effect submit yep. submit all right so nice. uh you have z- zero dice but you take the lowest result uh by the way just for anybody else who wants to in uh in blades in the dark they have a way of getting bonus dice you have a push yourself option but you will take two stress for that or you can accept a devil's bargain you can either do one or the other you cannot do both a devil's bargain will have some sort of cost coming back into later, just so you're aware. Pushing yourself obviously takes two stress, so just keep that in mind. Uh, and then, really and truly, a person can assist, but they also can take two stress. So you can get it upwards of two extra bonus dice if they if anybody wishes to assist. We're not going to include that now because he rolled really well and it's fine. So, in the meantime, we see basically, uh, we see locks kind of just like, fiddle around with the bobby pin, and finally the door just kind of pops open. As it pops open, he takes a step out, but you realize you weren't exactly listening too hard about his steps, and you hear a voice at the end that goes, "I, You! Why's your cell door open?
0: Wouldn't you like to know? (laughs) (laughs)
1: And so... And he goes, inmate, stay right there. I'm coming over to you. And uh, he starts walking down to you.
0: All right, all right. And I think, like, he kind of shoots Haka look, like, <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to, like, kind of position myself, like, to get maybe to the left of the door, but, put, like, put my hands up against the wall, because, like, I'm trying to trying to frame that the guard is going to walk right into the door, perfect for a, somebody to jump in.
3: Lee gets that message, and... and- goes up to the other side and gets ready to pounce on him.
2: All right. So I think he... I, sorry. I think Abner is initially going to try to respond, but then go, oh, oh, yes, good, and then back away.
1: And so uh, do me a favor. As he comes close, uh, what action are you trying to do? Are you trying to pounce on him to, like, grab him or trying to, like, knock him out?
3: Uh, knock him out.
1: All right. So do me a favor. This, that sounds like skirmish to me. Do you agree? Yes. All right. So do me a favor.
0: So here's another question before you dive into the dice numbers. Uh Um, Because this guard is solely fixed on me and the door swung out. So it's blocking, you know, into the room. Does that, would that be considered a helping action?
1: So technically, in regards to that, it actually would change the position because the guard is focused on you and everything. That would make the position controlled, not risky.
0: Aha, okay.
1: And the effect would still be great. So so that helps out, at least in that regard. Uh, so, uh, oh no. <laughs> oh, fun. <laughs> oh man, these dice do not like you guys. All right, so that is a one. So, as you do so, we see, we hear Hawk just kind of step forward, and you just hear like a crunch, and they turn, just as they're about to jump on you, they turn, and they just kind of like, they dive out of the way, and locks you hear, you feel Hawk just jump and fall all over into you, and uh, he goes, he pulls a gun out, aims it at the both of you, and just goes, all right, prisoners. Let's not do anything funny now.
0: I agree. That wasn't funny at all. I'm sorry, old boy. You know, the door swung open. Oh, we're cooperating. This one's a little jumpy, I guess. Um, And as we go by him, can I try to finesse, like, because I can see that he's got like, door keys on him?
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this is going to be desperate, and it's going to be great. Spectacular. Here we go. Nah. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: sorry i get handsy
0: when i get nervous
1: and so basically just as he uh is coming up to just, uh he kind of tries to bump into you he kind of like pushes you back and uh pulls the hammer back on the revolver And he goes do not come near me again all right all right fair enough
3: hawk is gonna look at the way he's holding the gun and go do you even know how to use that thing
1: and uh do me a favor actually are you try- So, are you trying to actually survey to see if he's actually doing it something incorrect?
3: Oh yeah.
1: Uh, then yeah. So roll me a survey. If anybody would like to assist Hawk in giving Hawk a bonus dice, by all means.
0: <laughs> I think I would too, because uh, being from so Archibon is from Iruvia, and every noble youth was required to up you know join the military, and ultimately, as it goes, they ultimately were officers. So, I think, you know, Hawk digging in, like, do you know how to hold that thing? Like, poorly polished handle. Half loaded. How foolish. You know, start really digging into this guy's uh, performance.
1: So, fantastic. So, that means uh, Locks, take two stress, and uh, Hawk, you get one bonus dice.
3: And in what position is this? This
1: is going to be desperate, and the effect is going to be great.
2: It's not possible for me to help if I don't have a point in survey, is it?
1: No, no, you can still help. No matter what, you still assist.
2: Oh, well then I would absolutely love to join.
1: In. Okay, uh only one player can do it at a time though. Oh, then <laughs> never mind. I can't. It's locks. It. Yeah, locks had it covered in that one, so you don't have to worry too much.
2: That's good. That's good. It's a better role, too. <laughs> All
1: right. So, the good news is that's a six. And so uh so they point the gun at you and they just go And they take a second to just look and see if the safety's off. Does anybody do anything in that moment?
3: Oh, yeah. I definitely want to try to um, grab the gun from them.
1: All right. So this is going to be another skirmish roll. Is anybody assisting? Uh, I'll dive in with. All right. That's going to be another two-stress for you. And uh, Hawk, do you want to push yourself and take two-stress? Yes. All right. So that means you get two bonus dice with this one. And so this is going to be desperate and great. All right. So the good news is, uh, you get the gun from him because you rolled for three dice. You rolled all fours. (laughs) Uh, basically, uh, you get the gun from them, but as you do so, you hear a, a loud bang as the uh, the gun had went off in the hallway. Luckily, it didn't hit anybody, but it was still loud enough that somebody is going to hear. Now, that goes into my next part, is clocks. So, in Blades in the Dark, there's a such thing as clocks. These are usually used for progress and or other things. In this particular moment, you guys have a clock counting down to when the guards are going to be guards are going to come here you have a clock of six you have six actions until the guards are going to come are going to make it down to this particular cell block but you have the gun from him now hawk and you have the gun now pointed at the guard
3: i want to pistol whip him to knock him out
1: all right and so you knock him out easily and then uh as you do so uh, Vasily turns to you, Abner, and he goes, "Dear boy, can you push me along with this? My arm strength is not what it used to be."
0: It seems, uh, dear Abner, uh, needs to uh, have a moment to really consider whether or not he wants to push you.
2: Oh, yes, uh, terribly sorry. I was actually thinking about something different. Um, if I could, I could take his clothes, and I think I can convince them I am him.
0: You know, that's not a half bad idea. Why don't you do that? And, but I'm going to hold on to these keys right quick. So, as, uh, so I'm thinking locks as Abner is getting changed. Um,. Now he kind of looks in, checks the cell, like, "Oh, this one's empty." Oh, that that guy's sleeping. So I think he just nonchalantly starts unlocking stuff to like cover their tracks. You know, nothing like a mass jailbreak. Okay,
1: all right. So yeah, you unlock those things, and uh, yeah, that kind of covers your tracks there for a little bit. And the good news is, Abner's now dressed, and now so you guys are now in the hallway. And so basically, to get from this area from like uh, solitary to the laundromat, you have to go back out into general population, move over to that area just to get in there. So you're going to have to be getting in there without being seen.
2: Okay. Um, Is it possible while I was changing that I could have dressed him in what I was wearing? Yes. Okay. I'd like to do that.
1: All right. So yeah, you do that. uh, There's no dice roll for that uh, with that one. So you do get changed into your different things.
2: Uh, how long do we have? How long do we have still until they
1: do technically have six and you haven't really done a full action yet. I will, I will tell you what the number remaining is.
2: Okay. Um, I guess I'm just going to lead us all up.
1: All right. So you guys go to the door, you open the door and you definitely see, um, some people starting to gather. You have five actions left by the
2: way. Um, Abner is definitely putting on a voice here, um, but he's gonna go, hello, well, there was a, uh, there was a prisoner down there, I had to put him down, I thought I should get these ones out, where shall I put them?
1: And so you, uh, you run into one of them and you just go, uh, do me a favor, roll me a, uh,
2: consort. I can do that. Um, also, if it's possible, I -hmm. would like to use my cloak and dagger ability. Ooh, we
1: finally got into the special abilities. Abilities. So, uh, tell me, what does the special ability do?
2: Um, it says, when you use a disguise or form of covert misdirection, you get plus one uh, dice to roll to confuse or deflect suspicion. When you throw off your disguise, the resulting surprise gives you an initiative in the situation.
1: Fantastic! So, yes, you will get a plus one dice to the to your consort roll.
2: Um, I'm assuming we're risky. Risky
1: and great. Great. And one. Yes. All Um, right, so that is a five and a six. That means it's a six. And they go, oh, right. Uh, So, and he points kind of in the direction of the laundry area. And he goes, the cafeteria is probably the best place to put all the prisoners. That way we can have a look at them. Go put them over there.
2: Right, can do so. And he's going to usher everybody that
1: way. Alrighty. So there is four. You guys are now heading towards the area. So technically on the left side, as you're kind of approaching on the left side is the cafeteria. On the right side is the laundromat. Uh, what are you guys going to do next?
0: So I think, you know, as we're coming along locks is, as they're walking notices that people are too busy minding their own business. He's going to start checking the key ring to see if the laundry room spot can be open.
1: All right. Do me a favor. This is going to be a study roll. Study. Okay. And uh, I think it's going to be risky and the fact is going to be standard. Standard risk. Ooh, three. All right. Unfortunately, as you get over there, you really can't find the key to immediately. So it's going to take a little bit to uh, basically get the a door unlocked. And, for, and rather than like unlocking it immediately. All right. Of course, he hasn't got the proper key. They all look the same. Great.
2: Honestly, if you could hurry up, that would be absolutely lovely. You're
0: doing so fine as an officer. I'm sure you'll be able to handle it.
2: Oh, I am. Thank you. Oh, you're a delicious little bread loaf, aren't you? (laughs) Uh,
3: While they're squabbling, I want to be um, looking for the person that has Mal's digits.
1: So during this time, do you see that they're actually moving some people over towards the, uh, that are nearby. You do see the one person who is called also being moved into the cafeteria as well. Who has them that he pointed out earlier.
3: I want to, um, study them and uh, to, to look at them and see what's, kind of what's going on with them and how I could possibly walk up and pickpocket them.
1: All right. So actually, this is sounding more like a survey to me. But uh, can you tell me why you think study would be better? Actually, no. Never mind. Study a person sounds perfect. I just read the study thing. My bad. So that is going to be risky. The effect is going to be standard. All right. You don't really gain enough information you just know that they one have a scar with their right eye and two uh they look like they take no shit so
3: well uh i'm gonna lean over and ask how long is this gonna take
2: honestly if you could hurry up even more than you are i do believe you're doing your best
1: (laughs) two actions left by the way
0: I am going to take that gun and fire it off at your knuckles if you keep bothering me. There are a lot of keys here.
2: Oh, darling. You shouldn't have to do that. (laughs) Alright, do me a favor. Uh, This is, uh... mm,
1: What would you say locks would be the thing to hear for the key?
0: So, I, I feel like it's another... Another study role because it's like study a person, document item with close scrutiny to gather information and apply that knowledge. So it's like looking at the door lock, it might be, well actually looking at the lock on the laundry room door might be able to go, like, Oh, that's that's a type three skeleton key, and all I see is type twos for most of that. And they're you know, type three's only got a bit of a subtle sort of difference, you know?
2: Absolutely, let's uh roll. Let's roll um, the study there. I would like to help him with that because right, of how many times I've broken in and <coughs> stolen things from other nobles, just being like, yes, you, you're exactly right. It would be that, but this one's a little bit different.
1: All right. So take two stress for that and roll the study and you get a bonus dice for that. And so this is going to be risky and the effect is going to
2: be... I'm
0: taking the stress, right? Yes. Okay, great. So risky. Standard.
1: Ah, uh, Great. Great,
0: and one bonus dice. All right, rolling. All right, so you're
1: able. So, as you do so, you open the door. You unlock the door. You push it. You're able to push it open. You roll. Every everybody uh, goes in, and Abner. As you go to close the door, you hear one of the guards go, Oi, aye, that's not the cafeteria." As the door closes. They're definitely going to come and look into the area now. There is one action left. What are you guys going to do?
2: We haven't much time. Uh, Good sir. Uh, You seem to have an idea for bigger thinking than I do. If you could point us in the direction out of here. So I think, you know,
0: Lox is looking around. He's trying to find, you know, one of those trucks similar to what was left. And I think he sees it uh, over on the side. Um, It's like half loaded. Like clearly everybody was required to go into the cafeteria Mm -hmm. uh, for this lockdown. So that includes the driver. So as he's like piecing through his head, he's like, oh, Abner, do you know how to drive?
2: I'm I'm quite sure I can figure it out.
0: Good. Get in that uh, laundry person's uniform and uh, suit up, since you like to play dress-up.
2: Oh, so many changes in the day. It's quite fun, isn't it? My aromatic dumpling.
0: Oh, that That's the word I would use. Hawk, you and I were going to get in these uh, baskets in the back and shut the door tight. You know, and I think uh, as uh, we get ready for that, he goes and gets the starts to open the door, whether it be some kind of like steam mechanism or
1: Mm
0: -hmm. however, to get the door open so then we can jump in and go.
1: So as you do that, as you load Vasilian first, and uh, locks, you get in, and then Hawk is behind you. Hawk, you hear a knock on the like, a knock on the door. Did anybody try and, like, I don't know, prop the door open as that person was coming towards you guys?
0: Embrace it close.
1: Yeah.
3: I thought about putting something in, in front of it to barricade it. Okay.
1: And so that is going to start another clock of four, and you just hear the sounds of battering around it. There's three more actions before that enters. And in the meantime, you do hear the sounds of alarms going off because they just found that you guys are not in your cell. And so Vasily goes, we need to hurry, get the car started. And he hides in one of the baskets.
2: Good. Uh, I I am finally changed. (laughs) It looks quite nice on me. However, um, is everybody down? Is everybody good?
3: Lee's just going to yell from the back, hurry up, and then get her gun ready and crouch down in the basket.
0: So I think, you know, Locks kind of jams the release on the door, be like, all right, coming. All right. And then he gets to the back of the car and dives in.
1: All right. Do me a favor. Uh, the big thing now is to make sure you're not driving like you're just trying to get the hell out of here. So, (laughs) Abner, what do you think that would be? I have an idea of it being finesse, because that's technically what you do with handling a vehicle. Uh, Would you agree?
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, finesse seems right. (laughs) All
1: right. I would like to assist. All right. So you take two stress from that. And you get a bonus dice. Do uh, you want to push yourself?
2: Um, hold on. Let me double check my stress level. I no, I'm real high. <laughs> I'm real high on stress right now. So I say I've only got three left before trying <laughs> yeah, something me. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to put. I can't push. All right, not yet.
1: <laughs> so roll the finesse this is going to be risky and the effect is going to be great
2: all uh, right you said i have one bonus right
1: yes you have one dice yeah. for this lovely one dice so you rolled a six and a five so the garage door opens we hear the car uh the manual shift just uh, a hard shift but eventually uh the shifting over time gets smoother and smoother as Abner drives the uh, cart out. And you guys get a little bit further away from the prison, and as you do so, you feel a little bit better about yourselves. And you feel like you're starting to really escape. But you have one last thing you need to do. There's a checkpoint just before town as you're approaching.
2: As long as everyone stays down, I believe I can handle this. I hope so.
1: All right, so you kind of roll up to a halt at the area. A person goes up there and goes, "How's it going,
2: that?" It was absolutely lovely. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm trying to get through. So if you can let me through, that'd be great.
1: Oh, all right. Well, hold on a second. Uh, we did get word from up no from the uh, prison, that we need to check anybody coming in. So
2: uh, check it. What are you checking for?
1: And he goes. You know, trying to make sure nobody's in there. I know.
2: Like I Why said, I'm would somebody tra- be in? What are you doing? <laughs> this goes, ain't normal. You can't do this. And he goes, "I
1: look. I trust you and everything, but I just don't want any prisoners to escape." Uh, you
2: know. Oh, you can't. You just can't be doing this. You can't be doing this. All right. so, uh,
1: are you trying to get something out of this in regards to a role, or would you?
2: <laughs> I would like him <laughs> to not look.
1: Okay, so let's roll a consort and then see what happens.
2: Lovely, risky. Uh, oh, desperate. Great.
1: Desperate, great, <laughs> and greed.
2: <laughs> uh, no bonus.
1: All right, fantastic. He looks Stick at you for. Team. He looks at you for a second, and he goes, What's your name again?"
2: Oh. My name is uh, um, Abel Garabulus, so I was just driving. I'm just driving. I'm just doing my job.
1: All right. I'm just trying Abel. to do
2: my job. You understand how it is?
1: Oh, I do. I know. Right. How okay. It is. Good.
2: Right. Yeah. I'm just trying to do my job. I'm just trying to drive, do the laundry, all that stuff. Yeah. It's a mom and pop shop. Did you know? It's a mom and pop shop. So, like, if you want to bring your uh l- your little uniform in, yeah, you can bring that in. You know, I'll give you a discount. What's your name? And he goes, oh, my name's Trevor. What Tre- is the name, what's the name of your mom at Pop Shop? It, it's the um, the Brave Story. The Brave Story.
1: Oh, all right. I'll come look at it. Is that still in Lee township?
2: No, no, we moved. Did you not know we moved? We moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We moved to the artist district like two weeks ago. Something like that. Right. Anyway, come by, see us. You got one on me.
1: All right, right, will do. All right, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a, I'm about off off anyway. So uh, you just yeah. go on ahead. Hopefully, nothing will come out. I don't think anybody's smart enough. Now nah, you'll be laundry. fine.
2: You'll be good. You're you're such a good oh. And so he
1: raises the checkpoint, and you guys roll on through. It's great that he has
0: Friday after work energy already.
2: <laughs> I mean, don't we
1: all? Alrighty. So you guys roll off, and with that you have successfully broke out of prison. Now, we will talk a little bit about the effects and the downtime in part three.
0: (laughs) Cue the Grand Theft Auto Respect Plus (laughs) sound effect.
1: All right, see you then. Alright, so welcome back. Uh, so the big thing for this one, we're going to now do the downtime activities regarding Two Blades in the Dark. Uh, first and foremost, there's a little bit of mechanics portion to this. So, you guys will get two rep, and because you are taking on uh, Breaking Out of Prison, you actually get three rep. So, you have three rep overall for uh, breaking out of this. Now, usually they also mean you earn coins, but since you're just breaking out of prison, there was no coins to be earned with this one. And then, uh, I'll talk about the rest of, like, the crew sheet, especially for the next session, because that's when things are going to get really interesting. Now, in regards to heat, uh, what would you say is that one? What... It, is, it was either smooth and quiet, low exposure, contained, and standard exposure; loud and chaotic, high exposure, or wild, devastating exposure. Um,
2: I know what I'd think. It wasn't necessarily quiet. Right? It wasn't <laughs>
0: quiet, but it definitely wasn't like we set off, you know, a case of fireworks inside of mm-hmm. a monastery, sort of thing. So.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say, in my personal opinion, I would say that this was definitely contained, so you're going to get two heat from this one. Right, and we track all of those. All of that will
2: actually be in the the crew sheet. Crew sheet.
1: Yeah,
0: so
2: Uh, if you look
1: under the Recluse, all of that is under there. If any of these max out, you get to add one new thing to it. And so... Yeah. So as of right now, you guys are at tier one, and you have two heat. When the heat maxes out, you gain a wanted level. That's where things get really fun. But for now, you guys are only at two heat, and we'll talk more about the crew in the next session because that is what's going to be. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about. So,
0: so. So we're gonna go back to the lair and wait for the stars to drop off, guys. What was that? Just like Grand Theft Auto.
1: <laughs> so flawless. Uh, <laughs> Now, in the meantime, you have entanglements. So, basically, uh, this is your complex history of everything. So, in regards to this, uh, this is where you're going to roll an entanglement. So, do me a favor. You guys have a heat zero to three. Somebody roll me a d six.
2: Like, just just a random d six. Just a random
1: d six. Thank you, Callista. And I will tell you what happens in the next session regarding that. Well, actually towards the end of it. But that is just something for me to know in the meantime. And so then, uh, so that will happen on another time. So you guys are driving and eventually Vasily pops out and goes, All right, good, good. Do me a favor. You're heading to a bar in Lee Township. It is called the Milkmaid Jacket. A friend of mine owns the place. You can, dump the, you can dump the truck there and I'll take care of it. You know, you all are pretty good at this. Have you ever considered a life of daring do?
2: I believe I already have, but I seem to have made some new acquaintances along the way. And he goes, yes,
1: if you're really up for it we could easily build the newest criminal empire this side of the Onyx Vale.
2: Oh, that would be absolutely, daringly delicious. However, I do not think in the long term. However, you, sir, you, you seem to have thought of things before I had. And he goes,
1: Well, I have always wanted to take this city by storm. Give it what it truly deserves for the people that... It is wrong.
2: Well, you as well. Um, You, sir, uh, Locks. was it? You also thought a little bit of head. Suppose I have.
0: It's what happens when you keep your mouth shut and think first.
2: Oh. But speaking quickly sometimes discombobulates the people.
0: I suppose there is merit in that, of
2: course. Absolutely. And you, my friend. uh, ho, uh Lee. Lee,
3: was it? It is.
2: Oh, you your daring feats in there, taking down the guards and everything. Oh, you are absolutely loved. I think the three of us will be quite content with each other. Uh, For if uh, you, sir, in the chair would join us.
1: And he goes, of course I will. And I have some friends that could join us as well. Make a regular oh. crew of this!
2: A crew of us, then? Mm-hmm.
1: And, the, and he goes... And uh, eventually you guys actually get to the milkmaid's jacket, and he uh, he uh, he, uh, he gets out of the... He He's able to... You basically help him out of the truck and everything. And as he sits there, he goes, Now, I suggest... For the meantime, we go our separate ways at the moment. Just a brief little bit of time to let things die down from the prison before we get to work, so to speak. Come find me here, and I will tell more about how we build our criminal empire.
0: I think Locks just curtly bows and walks off.
2: I would absolutely Door that I have a new coat to acquire after all. Well, and then, Lee just kind of
3: leans back and goes, "Well, the army kicked me to the side like it was nothing, so why not?"
1: Fantastic. So now we are moving into the downtime activities. Uh, the between scores, your crew spends time at their liberty, attending to personal needs and side projects. These are called downtime activities. During a downtime phase, each player character has time for two downtime activities, unless they're at war. And then each PC has only time for one. So, that can be acquiring an asset, a long-term project, recovering, reducing heat, training, or indulging a vice. What would people like to do? What would people like to do first? Who would like to go first in regards to this?
3: I will. I'd like to reduce my our heat.
1: All right. So. In the meantime, afterwards, we see uh, Hawk just kind of like walking around the city. And they do see a wanted and the four posters and all photos of all four photos of them Two, reduce heat. Do me a favor. You going to. Uh, so what are you going to do to reduce the heat? Is my question.
3: Uh, I'm going to kind of discreetly take down a lot of these posters. And um, maybe. Maybe sabotage the printing shop where they're at. Alright.
1: Hmm. Do you like want to wreck the printing shop or do you want to intimidate them to not print anymore? Disable it. Disable it. Alright, well this is going to be a wreck. Uh, Do me a favor, roll me a wreck. uh, And we'll see what goes.
3: Is this risky or controlled?
1: It's going to be risky. Standard? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, standard effect.
0: You know, you can only show up to, with a burning Molotov cocktail at least once.
1: And someone's to right. be a little, little sketch. Alright, so you only uh, drop the heat by one. Because what was that? It was at 2, wasn't it? Yes. So you did you did manage to drop it a little bit, but not too much. Okay. Alright, you have one more action. What would you like to do?
3: Indulge my vice. All I'm right, just going to so go is... out and start uh, gambling and drinking.
1: Alright, do me a favor. Indulge your vice and let's see what happens. Alright, so... Uh, We kind of get this montage of Hawk just going around gambling, and because of all of this, they managed to clear off about two stress. Sweet. All right, so just so you know, your stress does not reset between rounds. You have to make sure and indulge your vice to do that, otherwise it still stays the same. Now, Abner or Locks, who would like to go next? I suppose since,
0: you know, Locks took off pretty quickly... I think, you know, it's there's a certain time of day um, uh, in the Westchester uh, family recognizes and he is running behind. So he's got to go fulfill that uh, obligation Um, because like at this time of year, uh, there's the uh, festival of gold (laughs) where they more or less bring out all of their riches and just, you know, spout off their blessings it's a really stupid really awful flex of, of wealth um, but there's something about that ritual and that opulence that gives him a little bit of peace as much as he hates it Like it's, it's a weird like I love it but I hate it
1: okay.
0: uh, sort of thing that I very much like to shake off let's indulge the vice alright submit
1: alright so you rolled a six, and so you get to clear all of your stress.
0: I'm feeling real good because that's exactly the amount I had.
1: <laughs> right, that is a very lucky roll right there. All right, and you have time for one more activity. So you you do this, and you the family who were like, "Where were you? Where have you been? It's been a, it's been like a couple of weeks and everything."
0: I don't don't worry, my mom, papa. I, I had to go clear my head. Uh, a little bit, as it were, and, you know, he reaches up and feels the back of his head, like, still need to clear it. Mm. Um, And I think what he's going to try to do is, you know, during this uh festival of gold, like, there are these ridiculous, like, stacks of coins, mm-hmm. you know, candlesticks, dishware, like, anything you can think of. So he finds a couple things that are small and discreet, but, uh, He stuffs him in his jacket because what he likes to do, because he's like, as much as this is his vice that, you know, with routine comes comfort. uh, He also tries to realize, like, there are people like four blocks down, uh, like the paper boy, Tobias. Um, Poor boy didn't have any shoes So and stands in the middle of the cold, cold streets. So he's going to go and fence these, like, couple of gold trinkets. And, like, uh, for some reason, like, Tobias comes to his head, so he's going to go get the kids some shoes.
1: All right. And so we see this little bit of a scene from that. And uh, is this going to be – is this an obligation role? Obligation or just –
0: I feel like, you know – Opulence, I think it might be another, definitely an obligation, like for when he indulges in the opulence, he also feels obligated to return it.
1: Okay, well then, this is going to be another vice role. Okay. And so, this will go into another great thing here.
0: And hit the button twice.
1: So, unfortunately, you have zero stress. When you go below zero stress, so technically with year three, you would have went negative three stress. You overindulge, go and so, on. huh? Go on. And so you overindulge, and basically, that means that uh, you go into you kind of brag about what you did, sort of deal, or you attract trouble, or you kind of get lost for a few weeks. But since because of what you're doing, what it's a little bit like that, uh, the person just goes. And he goes, Wait, you're one of them in that, uh, in the papers. As Tobias says as you hand him the shoes. Huh. You're, you're a funny young lad.
0: Uh, I, I do sign autographs. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> and so basically one of the things you do is you end up bragging about your exploits so you get a plus two to heat. Yes. So you guys have a Plus three heat. All right. In the meantime, uh, who else is left? Abner, I think you're left on
2: left. Yeah, it's just me.
1: Okay.
2: Um, Abner is going to look at Locks and think, oh, "Well, that's a finely dressed man. I wonder where he's off to," and follow him to the festival of gold, and kind of just observe what's going on. At the festival. All
1: right. Are you going to partake in the indulgence of a vice, or
2: um, is it... interesting question. Is it possible to a... to be tempted to do it but avoid it? Uh, it depends on what your vice is. Um. So one of uh my vice one of my vices is stupor. Okay. So drinking. Because he inherited that from his mother.
1: Okay. So, uh, yeah. So if you don't want to uh, take off any uh, stress this time, you can. You don't have to. That's fine. Uh, but are you trying to say, do you want to get a new vice, is what you're saying, through this?
2: No. M- more than anything, I think he would just want to go to this. And then once he sees how much opulence they have, how much uh, riches they have and everything, be like oh, this could be a thing. Mm-hmm. And he knows somebody that could help him get it.
1: Yeah, and you watch this, but you also watch as he pockets some of the stuff. And you watch, and then you kind of follow him a little bit, and you notice that he's also fenced some of the stuff. Bought a pair of shoes, and given it to a local paperboy.
2: Oh, isn't that adorable? Absolutely lovely. I know someone who can do something. And with that, um, Abner, he knows enough now that he's going to, he needs to replace his coat. So he's going to go to the artist district to talk to his friend Adela, who is a seamstress.
1: All right. And that's fantastic. And we'll talk more about that in regards to that. In the meantime, uh, as we check in with that last person, we, uh, we zoom out a little bit higher up into the sky. And we check in over the dam, because there is a little lip at the middle point of the dam, and we see two people standing there. And they go, Councilman? The person turns, and he goes, Yes? Your esteemed guests have arrived. And we see what looks like a group of hooded figures enter, and they come and they sit before the councilman and they go, Councilman, we hear that you are running for governor. And he he goes, that is correct, yes. And he goes, and the, uh, the hooded figures, they go, we are the cult of the cleansing flood and we would like to offer assistance. And that is where we're going to end the session for today. Oh, cliffhanger. <laughs> da, da, da. Da, da, da. And so, uh, yeah, so uh, before we go, uh, this was Des Moines and Dragons Onyx Veil's Saints and Sinners, a Blades in the Dark podcast. I'm going to go send it around the table one more time for people to advertise what they're currently working on. And yeah, so just a quick recap. I am Tim Williams. Uh, I am the game master. I am joined by Chris Williams, who's playing Locks, Andre Johnson Jr., who's playing uh, Abner Lumen, and Callista, who is playing uh, Hawk. All right. And so, if you guys have anything else you'd like to plug before we go, please do so now.
0: Chris. I don't. It's just this. I, <laughs> like I said, like uh, I, I am in this wonderful hiatus of new possibility and opportunity. You know, with this brand new game. Uh, so, nope. Uh, after you know, other than this, you're not going to see me in a lot of places, and that's just great. <laughs> Fantastic, Andre.
2: How about you? Um, by the time this airs, I, will, I think I'll be in rehearsals. I don't know. But, yeah, this um, should
1: air on September 19th, actually.
2: Well, I just don't know the rehearsal schedule yet. Um, <laughs> but um, I will be doing Stabby Stab Stab, which is um, a story about the Slender Man uh, murders. So I'll be working on that stage managing like I normally do. Fantastic.
0: Uh, I, yeah. All oh, right. The Renaissance Fair. I forgot about that. I forgot Fair. all about that. Yeah, I'll be doing that.
1: So in the Des Moines area, if you're interested in the Sleepy Hollow Renaissance Fair, you could go see Chris. Or not, because he might forget. So right, I'm like, I got
0: something to do this weekend. What was it? And he looks yeah. at all of his, like,
1: Sheriff of Nottingham outfit. Oh, shit. Right. All right. Clifton is there anything you'd like to promote?
3: Nope. This is my main thing.
1: Fantastic. All right. Well, on three, let's say bye, everyone.
3: Bye. bye bye. You didn't three. He did not <laughs> count. <three. laughs> he did not
0: count <laughs> <me a>
1: three. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha ha! I tricked all of you. All right, that's where we can stop. <laughs>